And we're rolling. It's time for another bag of six. Joining with Chris Shepard once again. Welcome, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I'm glad you brought me in on this topic. It's one we've been kind of hinting at for a little while. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely, man. We invited Curtis to join us, but I don't know if he's uh, in some sort of Valentine's Day celebration or something of that nature, but uh, he might hop in. He might not. Who knows, man? <laughs> I may just have to move his name up a little bit higher on the big villains list then. <laughs> right. Yeah. I got an extra deep list now because like I figured for sure we'd be going a little deeper. So now I'm going to move a couple blue chippers up the list, but uh, I appreciate everybody that's been watching lately too. Uh, I never thought I'd be one of those guys, but uh, I always upload them first on YouTube. So if you want to just subscribe on there, you can get them right when they when they come up. So everybody that has, I appreciate it, but continue to do so. So as it is Valentine's Day, as noted uh, for my pink sweater, I'm, I'm playing the part. We obviously chose fictional villains. It seems apropos. <laughs> It's like the uh, anti-Valentine's Day kind of thing. But, uh, you know, I kind of missed the boat on Super Bowl Sunday. And then so I figured I'd kind of go the opposite route on Valentine's Day. So it, it works. And I think there's a, a pretty deep well to fish from on that. I know, right? Because uh, we were talking before recording, like, villains hit differently with everybody. Like, to me, and I won't give any spoilers. Well, maybe I will. Maybe he's on your list, but I know you said you weren't a big horror guy. But to me, I thought Freddy Krueger was a comedian more than, like, a villain. Right. Sure, when I watched it when I was, like, eight or something <laughs> unappropriated, it was scary. <laughs> but when you look back at it, this dude has more puns than Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, I mean, <laughs> once you get into, like, episode five or whatever, man, it's just all about, like, how many different ways can we kill someone and get a, a one-liner in there? Right, right. So, I, you know, a, a horror star may not be the same as a villain, but, you right. know, it, it may be. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Some of my villains are just assholes, and some of right. them are just some of the worst people on the planet, <laughs> and a couple of them just piss me off. So, that to me, they're my <laughs> villain, you know? I mean, yeah, go figure. But yeah, so that, that's what we're going to go through. I was never a big Valentine's Day guy anyway. You know, I'd rather just get uh, my significant other, now wife, you know, flowers on May 12th. Right. It goes stronger, man. When you're not supposed to. Right. When you're not uh, counted on doing it. This is free content, gentlemen. Surprise, <laughs> surprise your loved one when they're not expecting it. Right. <laughs> instead of being that guy man i always remember and it just happened to cross over a couple times back when you know i was grocery shopping a lot more than now but um you just happen to be in there and, and like the two days before was just the the herd all the dudes <laughs> just staring there at the card section breathing hard like ah. Oh. And then grabbing like the, the 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 cellophane flowers like on the way to the express line. Right. Hey man, you at least did something. But I mean, at that good on you if it works. But <laughs> at that point, man. So, so we're talking villains. So we're gonna go back and forth. Uh, it's been long enough now, but I'll remind everybody it is a draft format. So we're picking six, and once it's picked, it's gone. So the heavy hitters usually go on top. We go a little out of the box as we get closer to six. So with your number one pick. Oh, 
I should also say, fictional villains. Yes, yes, fictional villains. Because uh, <laughs> there's there's plenty we could choose from uh, in the real world these days, but uh, we're going fictional on this one. Uh, and and I'm going with uh, with with somebody that has. Uh, it, I think longevity is his thing. Like, like he has been a villain forever and in true villain fashion, doing it behind the scenes. So people didn't even know he was doing, he was moving all the chess pieces across the board. And like 40 years later, you finally figure out that this was the puppet master. Emperor Palpatine is number one. Um, you know, when you go into the Star Wars universe, it's tough to overlook Darth Vader. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at the whole, the, the whole, you know, run of all the Star Wars movies, was he really the villain through the whole thing? I, I don't know. That's, you know, that's up to you to choose. But, but Emperor Palpatine was, was moving all the pieces behind the scenes. And uh, I just went through and, and really nerded out and watched uh, the, the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoons. And I did all seven seasons and like like the end of the seventh season has like a four uh, a four episode series that that's just pretty awesome and and goes back and 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 creates some history that you didn't know existed in there and and brings back uh you know spoiler alert but darth maul which is you know which was pretty much uh you you figured after phantom menace that wasn't going to be able to happen but it it was pretty cool you should certainly check that out if you uh, like to geek out in the star wars universe but uh, Emperor Palpatine, I think, makes number one on my list. Beautiful. It was high on my list, too, because I was, you know, I obviously know who I'm dealing with here, but it was one of those trump card kind of things where it was like, if someone picks Vader, I was going to be like, ah, ah, ah. Right. Because, ah. <laughs> I mean, Vader himself had like a redemption moment at the end of Jedi. I mean, he, you thought he defeated Palpatine and, uh, you know, eventually came a little bit to the light side because it was his son and you know he was in the struggle where he thought he was fully crossed over and there's the whole dark side jedi etc cetera, etc cetera. and nah he actually had a redemption moment and then you know if you want to go back to early anakin or talk about any of that kind of stuff he was never really purely evil as far as palpatine goes from get-go, the first time you meet him until the very last episode of the original nine movies, it's been him. It's basically been the Palpatine versus the Skywalker show in in a way, you know, once they broke down all the lineage and everything, but he's the one. He's the number right. one. And at the end... I mean, he played Darth Vader. Darth Vader was, was good and just had some questions right. about things, and he listened to the wrong mentor and got, you know... Got, got twisted, which you know, could, could happen to anybody, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, and they had like the uh, stadium full of like his minions and stuff in the last episode, the big, you know, climactic scene at the end. I mean, he, he had his fingers in everything, man. So yeah, that, that's a huge one. All right, man, well played. So now I feel I need to come heavy. And I think the only way I can possibly come up against such a titan of villainy is pick the other big movie franchise, the man with the snap, Thanos, the Marvel universe, man. I mean, they were leading up to it all along. You'd see him in the bonus scene floating on his chair and then you're learning about the plot and then you realize, oh, this is gonna be the big heavy. 
And then you start learning this guy has been going like planet by planet trying to wipe out populations <laughs> of people just to like bring balance to the universe, but doing it in a really grisly manner. Uh, <laughs> right. All, all along trying to find the stones for his gloves so that he can literally wipe out 50% of the universe, not just like, we're not talking America, we're not talking, you know, Portugal, we're talking the universe, planets we've never even heard of, just half of them vaporized. And not even just the people, like like the butterflies and the ladybugs and the fish and like everything, just half off sale. Everything. Everything must go. Too crowded for Thanos, man. He's, just, <laughs> he's feeling boxed in, dude. But... On top of all that, in order to get his stones, the soul stone is really what puts it over because it, who he, you know, ends up kind of taking under his wing, who he calls his daughter, uh, Gamora, he has to chuck her off of a cliff and <laughs> kill her to gain the soul stone, the only person he loves. And you even get like the, the, the solo tear. The single tear. Didn't stop him though. Right. I, mean, I got a snap. I'm sorry. You know? Right. So you're going over the edge. So yes, those in all that encompass pure villainy and therefore Thanos is my number one pick. You know, and I was going back and forth with Thanos and, and Palpatine because it very similarly, you know, it's longevity for 22 movies. They were building up to this thing. And this guy was just you know, for the first whatever dozen movies, you didn't even know he was a, a part of it. Right. And then you realize, okay, he'd been orchestrating all this. So, yeah, that's uh, that, that's a very good pick. Yeah, it was a two-parter. They couldn't even get the whole the whole finale down. They had to break it down like six hours for you to like guzzle in all that. Right. And who doesn't love like the finale when, you know, I'm going to spoil it. If you haven't seen Endgame by now, then you're never going to. Right. It's not a spoiler at this point. <laughs> or you're too young to be watching this. So, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, when all the guys come back and like, you know, it's been reversed. And yeah, I mean, they're still dealing with that now in WandaVision and his his ripple effect have landed on, you know, that was a slow burn. But all of a sudden people started reappearing again. And it's like, oh, now I know what timeline you're in. So you're coming back from Thanos because he literally changed everything. <laughs> so that's my number one. All right. That's uh that's that's a good one. Um, I'm looking at number two, and I got two that I'm kind of going back and forth on. Uh, I'm afraid if I don't pick one of them, that you're gonna grab it. Um, but but I'm gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna risk it on this one, and I am going to say that the six-fingered man is the number two. <laughs> Uh, I mean, when, when, when you look at what he did in The Princess Bride, I mean, Inigo Montoya devoted his entire life to finding out who this guy was, all because he had the kid's dad make him the most beautiful sword in all the land, and he didn't want to pay for it, so he killed him and took the sword. So, like, wh wh what do you do with that? You know, the, the, then he, he gets Wesley, or the Dread Pirate Roberts, however you want to look at him at that point. And he literally sucks the life right out of him, out of a machine that he developed just to suck the life out of people and to torture it. So I got to say that the six-fingered man is, uh, is, is the number two villain on my list. Oh, yeah. He didn't just suck. He threw the switch. Ironically, as Christopher guessed, he took it to 11, man. Like, he just went... <laughs> <laughs> 
And the guy was like, whoa, dude, you're not supposed to stop taking a minute at a time. I'm just having some fun here. But he's like, no, boom. Yeah, man. I mean, that was uh, that was his, and then, yeah, Inigo Montoya, that was his mantra. And, and I've got to give my son Gavin props on that one. Like, the, the, the kid's 14 years old, and he's picking out movies that were, like, from our time and, and schooling me on them. So uh, he told me Six-Fingered Man, and I was embarrassed that I hadn't thought of that one yet. It's not on my list, man, so props to Gavin as well. All right. That one, yeah, it's in plain sight, and it's, it's this beautiful pick. And that's, and that's also, I mean, the reason why I started this is because topics are heavy. You know, again, this is a political free COVID free zone, but everybody's had those conversations a bazillion times and then they kept piling on and it's just like, man, I miss, I miss just bullshitting. Not only here with you, but like, even with my family, you know, right. I mean, it's just like, let's just talk about something else. So, yeah, I mean, when it's like when me and my wife are sitting there and it's just like, man, what's your favorite fast food burger? Like we can talk about that for 20 minutes. So therefore, we can just kind of just get back to talking about nonsense. Man. Right. Right. We need more nonsense. We need more nonsense. And I'm here to supply it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Mm. All right. So I feel I need to I have a couple that. Or a little more off the radar that I bumped up, but I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna pick, mm, I'm gonna pick a, a, a what I consider to be a heavy hitter, uh, a movie that that like freaked me out in a great way. Um, probably the coming of of a Paramount director, um, a serial killer movie. And I know what you guys are thinking. It's not that one. No spoilers. <laughs> but it was darker than that. Master performances by Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman and had everybody saying, what's in the box? Uh, I'm taking John Doe, a.k.a. Wow. real-life villain, but also fictional villain, Kevin Spacey. I don't get the twofer there because it's only fictional allowed. But I mean, the diabolical ways he was torturing and killing all these people and leaving the clues and then purposely getting caught and the way his whole plan was unraveling. And right when you started to figure it out yourself and you're just even, you're like on Morgan Freeman's head, like, don't shoot him, just don't shoot him. But you knew he was going to shoot him because if it was you, you would have shot him. Like, right, man. <laughs> But yeah, the way that whole movie builded and, and, and all the layers of it, and as I've, I've watched it, man, I can't even tell you, I mean, at least 20 times, but I thought it was just a wonderful storytelling. And even though the guy's a, a terrible person, Spacey played it wonderfully. Um, and yeah, John Doe was one of the biggest villains that I could think of. So yeah. And like that that movie sticks with you too like you, you you keep thinking about that afterwards like that was messed up and there had to be some messed up people involved in writing it to come up with all the stuff that was going on because yeah you were right he is he is one of the craziest sickest but like most criminally brilliant villains there's been so that's uh that's a good one one uh i'm, I'm embarrassed i i left off my list completely so that's uh 
when, that was good when, number two. Dude, when he was all like withered and, and skinny, and when you realize he's still actually alive, right? Like, man, I I was I can't even think how old I was, probably in my 20s, but I almost had a coronary dude when he's like, <gasps> I was like, oh no. <laughs> like, man, this guy. Oh, he's feeding people like he'd get the shavings from the floor to put in the person's stomach who's gluttonous. And they knew he would find the amount of faith that he had in these detectives too to figure right. out <laughs> that they'd know what they were doing. <laughs> Your whole plan could have been over with about two kills in. Like, I got no idea. <laughs> Let's just chalk this up to unsolvable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have went really bad, but it ended up going great for him. And and that's one of the few stories too where the villain technically wins, right? And it doesn't happen very often, right? Right. And and I think that's probably why it sticks with you like that because you, you know you don't get that that you know the, everything's all tied up in a knot at the end. No, it's it's pretty pretty messed up the the way he uh, you know pretty much takes control of the entire situation and. Uh, <laughs> pretty much plays Brad Pitt for a fool the entire time. Do you, now, all right. Weird question. Yeah. Probably not appropriate. I don't know. If you're Brad Pitt, do you look in the box? Man, I don't know. Like, do you have to? Like, you dumb? don't want to think that it's possible that that could be what's there, but at the same time, you know that that's what's there. And whew, do you need I, I don't know. Because you, you know, at, you know, if you look at the box, you know what the next step is. You know, there's the the, the box is is what killed Spacey. Like, yeah. like it, it was a one-two punch. But man, I I don't know. That's a good question. The whole thing about it is like, you know, does Freeman just put it in the trunk to drive back? Like, though, I mean, that dude. I mean, Pitts mentally fucked <laughs> forever right i mean sorry to say it that's the layers you take home with you after the whole movie's over it's like well that guy's done for and uh yeah so yeah i had to take him man so that's my number two pick all right well um i i tried to go uh you know across all different media genres to you know kind of hit a little bit of everything um I, I went movies with palpatine um movie and book with princess bride um i i think i'm gonna go to music this time around um and and i'm, I'm going to my man jim croce talking about the man bad bad leroy brown Hello. baddest man in the whole damn town <laughs> meaner than old king kong meaner than the junkyard dog Bad, bad Leroy Brown. He's a villain. He's got to be a villain. That's all I know about him. But like Jim Croce sang a whole song about him. So he's got to be bad. So that's where I'm going with my third pick is bad, bad Leroy Brown. Better than the deep blue sea, man. I mean, that's <laughs> bad. But like, because this was before slang. Right. He's not like the coolest motherfucker around. Right. Because that would be like, oh, that dude's better than the deep blue sea, you know. Right. But no, no, he's he's a bad dude. You don't look at that man because he will end you. That's, <laughs> that's the way I figured. <laughs> Basically, I, I hated I, when you first said music, and I for a minute I forgot we were doing fictional villains, and I can't tell you the amount of actual artists that went through my head. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're about to put somebody out. <laughs> like, Who are we gonna put on last today? <laughs> <laughs> There's some suspects. Yeah. 
Suspects. Okay. All right. I dig it. Come so I'm up. trying to go outside of the box with some of these. So that one, uh, that, that one was a pull. So yeah, man. All right. Well, I'll, I'm going to go in the cartoon realm then. And I'm going to hit up a movie that made me cry. Not ashamed to admit it. I actually just commented it on uh, someone's status today because everybody's doing that Valentine's Day challenge, you know, like right. all these questions, you know, about your significant others or whatever. And uh, one of my friends, uh, Becca Gayette and uh, Joe Gayette, she kind of, she didn't put them on blast. It was in a loving way, but like one of us cries during Disney movies. And I was, I, my first comment was, um, please tell me, you did you not cry at Toy Story 3, man? <laughs> like, right? <laughs> and so I had to take Lotso, the bear, man. Like of all four movies, a lot of them, like Sid, you, you see Sid like lying on a raw mattress. Like that dude just didn't have parents that cared about him. Right. You really want to dig deep into it. Like, he didn't have a chance. Sid was just, you know, what kid didn't strap, you know, they didn't know toys were alive. You, you put some fireworks on a toy. Like you're not a criminal. <laughs> like you're, but Lotso was a, a prison warden, basically at a daycare center. He had hired goons. And then speaking of redemption point from Darth Vader, he had the point where like, you know, not only did Buddy and Woods save him and it was like, okay, man, we're all going to get out of this together. We're going the incinerator. They boost him up to hit the, the stop button. And he's like, where's your kid now? <laughs> Ghosted, man. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, even I was like shook by that. Cause I was like, oh, someone's always going to boot in. Luckily, the claw came to the rescue, but that was one of the, of all the ones where there's always like the, the, the anti, you know, antagonist, protagonist, you can kind of see like, okay, she lost her voice box or, you know, Sid, okay, you know, you can kind of catch both sides of the story. Lasso was just a dick, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sentenced to ride that front of the truck for the rest of his existence but yeah man i i he sent them all the mel dude and that that's villainy to me right lots of i think it's lots of love or lots of hugs bears the full name but he's just lots of so yeah that's my number three pick oh that's a good one yeah if you don't cry at the end of toy story three um you frighten me like (laughs) like there there's there's some points that aren't clicking there because <laughs> wow that's uh yeah and and sports movies too like like it doesn't matter what sport movie it is they always got to throw something in there with like a random kid that dies or you know just yeah, something like exactly. that like come on now and they bring in like a, uh, the beautiful orchestra too like when that happens like but yeah right no yeah if 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 you didn't cry in toy story 3 then skynet is active because you are <laughs> Because that one, I even still, I've seen it numerous times. But you know what's coming with my kids. I'm even like, just I just scoot back a little bit on the couch and just kind of, <sighs> <laughs> or, or pick that moment to go. I, I got to get some more water. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm I'm producing as much as I can, so I, I need to rehydrate because I'm crying. Right. Yeah, that one. That one is hard. 
Lots of the bear. All right. That's uh that's a hot three you got there. Um oh, I'm stacking, man. Right. Right. My uh my number four pick um starts out in the movie realm. And um what what I've come to realize was my favorite movie of all time introduced me to this person. And um you know, there there have been a number of movies in the series. Um, he hasn't been a part of all of them. Um, and, and then uh, there was a little bit of a break. And then more recently, television or, or streaming has brought this character back into the fold. And Martin Kreese from Cobra Kai <laughs> yes. is, is one of the baddest villains out there. I mean, the man has faked his death numerous times. <laughs> um, if, if you've seen the, the most recent series or season, you know what he did to get himself out of Vietnam, which, you know, the, it, it was a war, you know, I, I understand, but they painted it so that even in a war, he did some dastardly stuff <laughs> like, uh, and, and, you know, beating up his students because they didn't win the all Valley, you know, it's uh, Martin Kreese is, uh, is certainly one of the villains out there and, and makes my bag of six. Not even just didn't win. Like he got second, and you're just gonna crumple his trophy right in front of him, and then just start choking him out, humiliating him in front of his friends. And my guess is Cobra Kai still won like the team event. Like they they still would have walked home with a right. first place trophy, but no. no. But yeah, the whole thing of no mercy literally meant it. I mean, yeah. Was... And we can just go ahead because we. I was before I. Last episode, I was talking to see if you were caught up. Let's just go ahead and and and, and trundle over there to to a little side talk, man. What'd you think of season three? Man, I loved it. Like, I I can't get enough of it. Um, uh, right, Karate Kid has always been my favorite, and like every little bit of nugget that you can get, because it's not like one of those Star Wars universe things where like there's still stuff coming out. Like like this was this was in Reseda. Like this, you yeah. weren't getting some extra background info. It's just you know these these kids that liked karate maybe a little bit too much as teenagers. Now they grow up, whatever. But no, you get to find out that they're still fighting and and you know karate is still number one and and you know they they did an amazing job bringing everyone back and sending him back to okinawa and then uh ali with an eye coming back in the fold like it was it was perfect man what did you think did you think it was such timing for ali to come back right as he has his moment like finally you know, his moment. And it's like, okay, we're together, not together, but we had a night, you know, everything's going good. And then Allie, I'm like, Johnny. Oh, and there was a moment where he thought right. Johnny and Allie were going to hook up again. And I was like, oh no, they're not going to do this. And luckily they did it. That was one thing, but there's a lot of, and I love that the fact that everybody's along for the ride to have fun with it. And there's a lot of things in cinema, TV, whatever, you have to suspend belief disbelief for you know like we talked about the the star wars and and like you know all the fantasy stuff but this one too it's like yeah man you can you can start walking again by going to a rock concert like <laughs> a few months or who hasn't d snyder cured of you know whatever else <laughs> right or sure we can completely have a full-on brawl in daniel larusso's house and with no repercussions like right there's no actual world here. It's just all for entertainment. It's all fun, dude. I loved it. Um, 
do you think now let's go you know i, I love the hawk swerve too because i figured like this team i'm like with cobra kai dude like they're they're dominating now now that they got you know they got uh johnny's son i'm like they're way too stacked you know but now with a swerve of hawk to the other side right. it's getting even but you notice there's two senseis um johnny and 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 daniel which they'll always have their dynamics i can always take less of daniel um but the phone call who do you think that is man i don't know i i really don't know like I, I don't even know that I want to guess because I'm, I'm thinking it's Terry Silver. I'm thinking that was the guy that was in Nam with him. Right. Because they had like a connect. It's been a while since I've seen Karate Kid 3, but I, I, I'm betting Terry. It was just Silver. on like two days ago. We caught it. Okay. I'm thinking Terry Silver's coming back and it's going to be two versus two Cobra Kai versus, uh, Oh man, why can't why can't it eagle blood? What would they eagle call it? Or <laughs> eagle eagle claw? Eagle no man. Eagle uh, fang? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I want to Google it so bad, but that was like the greatest t-shirt ever, man. When he brought that out, it's just funny. It's it's entertaining, <laughs> man. There was a lot of good stuff in there. I thought the Okinawa bit was a little bit forced, and and I think that like they tried to draw in. I I do like the fact that he made up with Chosen and they saw their moment and you know they did just awkwardly shoehorned in like the girl that was on the on the uh <laughs> telephone pole up like, there holding on to the pole yeah like oh okay we found we got the whole gang back together but i think it's just because it, personally i think that ralph macchio is just not as charismatic right so, like when you really start diving into his personal life it's like okay i can deal with that but it's a very small nugget of an otherwise wonderful show. And I wish more shows would figure out a way to kind of repurpose remakes instead of actually making the same thing again. Right. Like take it from another. Bring some more life back into it. Right. Yeah. And, and it took him like, like, you know, part of an afternoon to learn the five finger death, death punch that uh, (laughs) chosen had. Right. And, and like, it brought back like two of my first crushes, like Allie from number one. And then uh, his, his girlfriend in Okinawa from number two, like it, 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 it still it, looks phenomenal. Right. Right. They both did. Like that was, that was amazing. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> and I love the back and forth. What did, what did, uh, what did he call Johnny with his little outfit on at the country club? Like Scarface. <laughs> it still kills me, man. Like I like Daniel's wife a lot better than I like Daniel. Yeah. Like yeah. she's she's the better actor of the two. Right. All right. I went off on that tangent long enough. Sorry about that. But man, that show's fantastic. Yes. All right. All right. Where am I going? I think I've been kind of in a very dark place, obviously this villainy and i've got like some ones that are all killers evil horrible people but i'm gonna kind of i'm not gonna say go outside of the box a little bit but i think i'm gonna the movie's called mean girls for a purpose so i'm taking regina george as my number four pick queen of the mean girls you know she'd pull the phone prank where it's like you know oh what oh you didn't know we were on a three-way call and she's listening that nonsense 
openly mocking people in plain sight where she'd be like, Oh, where'd you get that? I love it. And then when they walk away, she, she just trash them. And then, uh, you know, Katie who was played, uh, you know, she recalls her saying the same thing to her. And she's like, Oh man, this girl's just, and that's the reason why they call them plastics. But in the diabolical scene at the end where she throws herself on blast and like basically pins the whole book on her beautiful chef's kiss just like right she's the queen mean girl i think a lot of people growing up or even still in school will argue that there's nothing more villainous than than a bully in school and she took it to 11 man so yeah i'm definitely taking regina george with my number four pick you know i i just uh, i read an article here recently that um that there was a like a joke in the movie that that went over everybody's heads. Um, uh, like her her best friend, um, who who became um, um, uh, Lindsay uh, Lohan's best friend. I, I don't remember her name, but but she said that she was Lebanese, and they said that Regina George wasn't smart enough to understand the difference between Le- Lebanese and lesbian, and so yeah. she got confused, and that's why they weren't friends anymore. And whether that's true or not, that just seems like a <laughs> Regina George thing. So I, I want to believe that's the case. Oh no, yeah, they were all they were all not exactly uh, cracking many books, you know. Right, Amanda Seyfried's character putting her name on her on her chest in the mirror and it was backwards or you know Lacey <laughs> Chambray trying to make fetch happen living off the toaster pseudo empire like I mean these in uh amazing performance by Amy Poehler you know I'm I'm a cool mom not a regular mom so you know, again, we're going back to maybe a little bit of neglectful parent territory but yeah she was just ruthless and conniving and playing head games and all that stuff that people don't like to remember about high school, but she, she, she crushed that role, man. And uh, yeah, that was one of the times where I was like, Oh man, between this and like wedding crashers and notebook, I'm like, Rachel McAdams is going to be a super duper star. Right. I don't know where she is now. So I haven't seen her in a little while, but she she was (laughs) new there for a second. (laughs) For a minute there in the early aughts, I was like, this girl's going somewhere. But yeah, Gina George. Man, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to have a hard time wrapping up at six because uh, I, I went pretty deep on this list. I'm like, man, how can I pick this one and then not pick that one? And man, um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with one that was lower on my list. Um, but I, I think that uh, when, when you look at, at what this person did, um, pretty much, you know, you, you're talking about bullies and there's not much worse than a bully. Um, this was like the neighborhood bully, you know, and, uh, when you're an adult and you're fearing bullies, you know, that that's a different kind of fear. And, uh, like to the point where if this guy is coming around, you got to tuck your necklace cause Debo is going to take it. <laughs> so Debo rest in peace. Is, is my number five villain because man okay. you're smoky craig they're just trying to have a good friday man you know just chilling debo got to come in their place make them try to steal from next door you know what you got on my you know debo no this is mine it's not going to be our bike this is my bike debo number five the beach cruiser the one i've been asking <laughs> you about that's my bike yeah 
And he, he came back in two, uh, you know, to reposit, like, took it on the road. Right. How much he was after these people. After he got knocked the fuck out with the brick. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, man, I'm a little upset I didn't pick that one. Yeah, man. That's a good You know, I and and it, it was between him and, and a couple other ones that, you know, deserve to be on the list. But, man. You know, Debo was just a villain, and it, it, he's he's got to make it. And I think it, you know, it hits us right because I mean that was the movie our age group. We want I, I can recite it. I literally can. I think my it was at the Dollar Theater when we were in high school. Like, like that's not a good combination. No. We were there a couple of times. Friday, Days of Confused, Jurassic Park. Those three, like. 20 bucks i saw them 20 times each you know it was yeah that was that was something but yeah i had the vhs tape even my friends from high school when we still comment on each other's things we had every time i come in the kitchen you're in the kitchen like i mean <laughs> this even the smallest lines you know there's always the famous quotes but even like the smallest ones you know somebody's gonna pick it up because you're in that zone and yeah friday Debo, just hearing the squeak of the bicycle tire <laughs> <laughs> he was coming they're hiding stuff they're putting stuff down tucking mine in you know whatever he ends up having to get smoky to try to break into stanley's house doesn't want to but he, you're helping me so yeah what are you gonna do he's debo thanks him into the window you know like, <laughs> yeah that's a good one man all right i got nothing to clap back on that man for a second i was like you know what man he just he just needed something on his foot. No, he was a villain, man. Yeah, he was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh. Mm, 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 mm. All right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go off script. And I'm going the video game realm. Uh, we were talking earlier that I was trying to exhaust all measures right now. But as my kids are getting into video games and like uh, basically on the ground floor, seven and three, you know, we're not going too, too sophisticated yet. <laughs> but my kids aren't on, uh, you know, I don't even know what's cool anymore. I don't even know. <laughs> Whatever's cool, of, they're not on it yet. Call of Duty Fortnite? I don't know. But we're not, we're not killing people yet. But there's always one guy, even so much that has resonated through the house that I even impersonate him. From time to time, I don't even know what his real voice is, but I've become this, this villain myself. And, oh man, we bought, oh, I'll get into that. Books, games, everything, Bowser. Bowser, yeah. That is the guy that has been constantly coming after the brothers, stealing the princess time and time again. He, he is, his insatiable lust will not be quenched he just likes to mess with people. He has a new game that just came out. Bowser's oh, the boys are playing it in the other room right now. Bowser's Fury. I I got it. They're in the other room, but I got <laughs> it. Um, Derek's birthday's on March second, so it's sitting there. Uh, we just did the Mario Kart, but uh, yeah, who we also dry Bowser. There's all kinds of versions of Bowser. Right. Thirty five years he's been doing it. Yeah, he's been spawning other kids that have been doing it too. Like there's Bowser Jr. <clears throat> he's got a whole army now of, of many Bowsers that are carrying out his thing. 
Yeah, we bought, there's this awesome book that's kind of, um, it's shaped like the, the block with the question mark on it. Right. And it basically is like the 35th anniversary of, so it doesn't have like the last two iterations, but it covers all the characters and everybody from, it's one of those encyclopedias of Mario Brothers. And so, yeah, we're a heavy Bowser family here. And again, from, from, from Mario, Super Mario 1 to Bowser's Fury, there's only been one man. And it is Bowser, the spiky haired. He keeps getting bigger and bigger, looking more and more imposing with every video game that comes out. <laughs> Lava everywhere, whatever. He keeps getting thwarted, but he, he, he keeps coming back, you know, like uh, another villain, which I won't say, because just in case, even though I, I don't think he'll pick it. But yeah, Bowser, man. Bowser, that's, that's uh, he, he was definitely on my list. And uh, my kids are going to be mad at me for not picking him. So uh, congrats. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. So, man, I, for my last one, I really feel like I have to pick this person. And it's, I, I don't know that it's really fair because it's outside of your wheelhouse. I know that you did not really um, uh, get yourself involved in the Harry Potter universe a whole I lot. Think it was coming. Um, and well, no, because uh, there there is like a a main villain that you know nobody's supposed to say his name and all that. And yeah, okay, he's a bad guy. But sometimes, like the more realistic villains are the scarier ones. And there was one in particular that reminded me of a PE teacher that I had in high school. And she just passed away, so I won't disparage her good name, but. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's it's one of those like like stab you in the back while they're smiling at you and Dolores Umbridge was that professor like she is like everything's pretty and pink and bows and little kittens and all this and that and then she's having kids scratch things in blood on the back of their hands and like like she is twisted she is demented and she is going to smile at you the whole time that she is doing it like she is bad and uh Voldemort was a different kind of evil like like this guy just had issues she was just <laughs> evil to be evil because she loved it and she loved that you knew she was doing it and there was nothing that you could do about it so Dolores Umbridge is my number six <clears throat> so she was hiding in plain sight basically. oh yeah yeah like she became the headmistress of of uh Hogwarts there for a while when Dumbledore was out of the picture so like like she was in charge and and put there by the Ministry of Magic who at the time was kind of uh, bad guys, but not really like it, it gets a little twisted there in the later uh, books, but um, she, she gets hers. So you like to see that at the end, but um, you know, she's, she's pure evil in a pink dress. All right. I got a text from uh, Curtis here. I'm going to tell him if he still wants to hop in. Oh, he gets our leftovers. Yeah. He, he... <laughs> He can scrap together something. Right. <clears throat> and I don't mind throwing more out there. I mean, I got a pretty deep list here. Oh, I'll crush. All right. He said, okay, give me a second. All right. All right. We'll take care of ours and then and then we'll dissect himself and we'll let him explain himself because he just told me why he, he couldn't, uh, you know, it's understandable. So we'll let him All explain right. himself. Sorry, yeah, I admittedly, I'm not in the Potterverse because of my kids are seven and three. 
And I purposely escaped all that stuff so we could all kind of experience it together. So I haven't right. quite gotten there yet. But I mean, I did, you know, working for the radio station, we did midnight book sales. I've been around the Potterheads. Is that what they call them? Potterites? I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Potter squatters, whatever we call them. <laughs> they were there and, you know, it's like they're yelling out spoilers and doing all their things. So I, I kind of know a few things, but I have no idea about her bag. But I have heard that she's a bad person. So, yeah, I don't you know. She's just basically there to torture kids, right? In Pretty much so, way. yeah. Right. So and, and she does her job well. This so. story checks out, dude. Yeah. A lot of people who do that. <laughs> Not a lot. No. <laughs> oh, all right, man. I, I dig it. Uh, my last one's going to be way outside the box, but I will be re- remiss if I do not mention 80s movies. We already talked about Cobra Kai. Right. The biggest villain of the 80s movies was one Louis Skolnick. <laughs> yeah you heard me I, right. I cannot disagree i think we've actually discussed this before and okay, i cannot disagree that. in any way okay okay i get it i'm not i'm not painting the alphabetas in a, in a positive light i was never a frat guy i've met many wonderful frat guys i'm not anti-frat either but what i'm going to do is talk to you about one lewis skolnick that came in and they were trying to do their own thing and 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 were bullied and, and don't get me wrong it was bad, you know. I mean, they're putting pigs in their house. They're 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 they graffitied the house that they just cleaned up. They put one foot in front of the other. One of the greatest montages ever. So, what does Lewis do for retaliation? <laughs> oh, first I'm gonna burn their genitals, and then I'm gonna sneak in and videotape them naked without their permission. All, yeah, all, all during a panty raid, by the way. <laughs> And I'm going to, I'm going to commission a miner to help me with his built-in silencer on a drill. And we're going to wire this whole house and go home and watch it all night. And as much as we want, because nobody's the wiser, like a total predator. But wait, there's more, because those (laughs) people didn't know this. So, hey, man, I've been having this crush on Betty Childs. You know, she's, she's this beautiful sorority girl. She's captain of the cheerleaders you know oh wait she's going to this bounce house what am i gonna do oh there's her boyfriend's mask i'm gonna steal it and go have sex with her without her knowledge <laughs> she'll think it was it. him it's Just foolproof. she'll think it's him and i'm hoping i'm good enough at it that she won't be mad that's <laughs> thought process one of the guys that's supposed to be the brainiest one of the nerds so to speak is a sexual assaulting like psychopath man and like what (laughs) what it still blows my mind to this day that this movie was like oh man good they finally nerds fought back and they won no right (laughs) he's a horrible human man he's a he's a master villain dude and this guy's still in college what's he gonna grow to be we're seeing like the the baked in like super villain type of quality there from Mr. Lewis Skolnick. Hey, look who woke up. <laughs> Good morning. Am I, am I in? Good morning. Oh, you're in. You know, a thing happened a couple hours ago 
<laughs> Go on. Uh, we're putting the twins down for a nap. Yeah. And I took one as well. But here I am, man. <laughs> those those accidental naps are the best. Like oh. <laughs> It doesn't get better than that, but at the same time, it's like, okay, is it 3 o'clock? Is it 8.30 at night? I don't know. I looked up and I saw it was 4 as we're recording now, and I went, uh-oh. Oh, man. <laughs> so I'm guessing you guys already drafted your uh I your literally six. just finished my last pick of Lewis Skolnick as my last pick. As Lewis Skolnick? The, yeah. Oh, yeah. As the sexual assaulting... Uh, <laughs> Invasion of panty raids, uh, legal videotaping, and then putting a mask on to sleep somebody without any kind of pretense or discussion about. What, well, what about all the horrible stuff that happened to the nerds, man? That was that's why it's called Revenge of the Nerds. Well, sure, no stuff happened to them, but it's like, the, does does that open up the door for? Like, it was the eighties, okay, right? It was different. And, Time. It was the 80s. And, and it was the frat guys that did it. So what do they do? They attack her instead. Like I, I and yes, the 80s were a different time. It brought us porkies and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like and you name it. We All right. Cool. Yeah, we can let me well stuff. real quick, then I'll go through my I, 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 if there are some scraps. Well, uh, do, yeah, do you yeah. want us to go through our our uh our, our six to kind of bring you up to up to speed? Yeah, sure. You go first, Chris. All right, I got uh, Emperor Palpatine at number one. Ooh. Um, the Six-Fingered Man from Princess Bride is number two. Okay. Bad, bad Leroy Brown from Jim Croce. He is number three. Um, Martin Kreese from Cobra Kai is number four. Man. Debo from Friday is number five. Oh. Morris Umbridge from Harry Potter is number six. It's a pretty good list, man. It's pretty good. It, it's a list. We'll we'll see where we go from there. Okay. Uh, what about you, Ryan? What do you got? I took Thanos as number one. Of course. Number two, I took John Doe from Seven. Oh man, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Number three, I took Lotso the Bear from Toy Story Three. Evil Bear. A oh, rat. He had his chance of redemption, and he just said, "Where's your kid now?" Yeah. Horrible person. I took, uh, well, not person there. Uh, I took Regina George from Mean Girls at number four. Okay. Took Bowser from the Super Mario Brothers series at number five. That's a good one. And number six, Mr. Lewis Skolnick, the uh, sexual assaulter. <laughs> <laughs> so I left a lot on the table for you, man. We both You did. did. Okay. So well, up. then, well, then, uh, with my first pick, uh, I'm going to go with Darth Vader as number one. All right. Okay. Um, since I'm... Hold on. Sell us on that. Why Why Darth Vader more so than Palpatine, as you just heard? Because Vader's still on the table. Okay. So... Okay. 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 I yeah. Love okay. I love it. I love it. Is that fair? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You got you to gotta get a middle in reliever when all, the, when all the closers are gone. I understand. Yeah. Plus the end of Rogue One, that scene is just fucking badass. Right. No, that that was pretty cool. Let me see. Okay. Um, I'm I'm on my phone, which is normally where I would have my list to look down for my notes. But so I'm doing this off the top of my head. Uh, my number two pick, I'm going to go with Clubber Lang from Rocky Three. Beautiful. Played Very by nice. the great Mr. T. 
And uh, I should say, you know, when I'm thinking of my villains and I'm looking at the villains that maybe didn't necessarily act is sneaky, cowardly villains. Like Clover knew he was the man. Yeah. He was just in your face. Yeah. You know, hey, woman, hey, woman, you know, all that. Love it. Be with the real man. I mean, yeah, that's my favorite of all the Rocky movies as it is. So, yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Clover's great. Um, okay. Now this one, um, you, you, uh, you might challenge me a little bit. We'll see. As a fictitious villain, I'm going with my third pick, the dirtiest player in the game, the 16 time world champion, the nature boy, Ric Flair. I'll allow it. Very nice. No, that's, right. that's a, that's a persona. I definitely, uh, I, I, I had some wrestlers on my list. So, <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a great one. Is he the biggest villain in wrestling history or just your personal favorite villain? Oh, I can't name a better villain in wrestling. I mean, it flares the standard, whether he was a good guy or a bad guy, but he was just, I think he's the greatest villain ever as far as wrestling goes. I guess Vince was, was a real person. Yeah. Yeah. But, But, but even then Vince, Vince McMahon, like there's Vince McMahon and then there's like the, the character Vince McMahon. I don't so, know. Like, I think the Venn diagram is kind of a circle with that dude. No, pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Are you ready for my, my vanity pick? This mm-hmm. is one of my, my, it might be my favorite villain ever. I was keeping this one in my back pocket because I didn't know how this would go. Uh, Doyle Hargrove from Sling Blade, as played by one Dwight Yoakam. Oh. <laughs> wow. There, there's now, a lot of reality but, in that one right there. That is why Doyle is one of my all. He might be my favorite villain from any movie because I, where I grew up, uh, I knew a lot of guys like Doyle Hargrove. I know a lo- there's a lot of dudes in East Central Illinois like Doyle Hargrove, and uh, you know, in a way, not that dissimilar from Clubber Lang in that he knew he was an alpha. You know, he is the alpha in that movie. He bullies all of his friends, quote unquote friends. Uh, obviously, he's terrible to his girlfriend and and well every character in the film but yeah a lot of people i know were like doyle hargrove so there's my number four all right one quick question though I, and i think that's a beautiful pick dude that one was way off my radar i love it uh paint a picture you, you kind of gave us an abstract was there one specific moment in that movie for those that haven't seen it uh that really like sold you is like oh jesus mm. is the word um just in general the way he would talk to people uh everybody the way he was disrespectful to a lot of people and and the one like but he always justified it because he worked hard that was doyle's thing like right. i work hard linda i'm hurting linda i'm hurting you know he's i'm breaking my back every day uh her son, Frankie, there's the one scene where Frankie says he feels nervous. He goes, what the hell you got to be nervous about? You ain't got no damn bills to pay. You ain't got no job. You ain't got the, and it's like, I know so many guys, I've heard so many people talk that way right. and be rude to their sons, daughters, yeah. wives, girlfriends, whatever. Where I like, I just saw it so much. It's like, yep, this is right on the nose for one. It felt very real, that portrayal. Right. And so I was like, Ooh, he's going to do some bad stuff throughout this movie. And that's early on, like at dinner where he's, he first kind of shows who he is, where he's mean to Frankie and, and uh, Frankie's mom. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
we kind of talked about bullying a little bit earlier, but this is like past that. That's just full on. Abuse. Yeah. That's just full on abuse, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, cheers to Dwight Yoakam that I didn't think was, you know, he didn't even really think of him as an actor and he, mm-hmm. he asked that role. So I, mm-hmm. I think he has some real life experience to draw on as well. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Doyle Hargrove, my number four. Nice. All right. Uh, my next pick, I'm just going for my world of horror, and I couldn't pass on this one if, if I'm going villains. My favorite horror movie is The Nightmare on Elm Street. I have to go with Freddy Krueger at number five for my all-time favorite villains. Okay. We talked a little bit about him. I, 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 may, have, I may have slighted your number five earlier. So. Oh, I would expect just, nothing less. <laughs> I mean, to me, he just became a pun master as it came along, dude. Like he started out kind of scary and intimidating, and then it just kind of became a punchline. And like you know, as as the movies went on. Well, yeah, I mean, the films went from the first uh, first three, I would say, are actual horror movies, right. and then you know, once once uh, Wes Craven is sort of out of the fold in any way, shape, or form. It's just, it's a brand and it's comedy. And there was a lot of comedy horror films then. And, right. you know, and, you know I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I've seen any of those first three movies or any of the first three um, um, uh, Friday the 13th movies when it wasn't on USA Up All Night. So like, oh. like you know, it gets broken down. Like, like you get 10 minutes of movie, then you get Rhonda Shear, and then you get five minutes of commercials and then you get a little bit more movies. So, you know, the, those originals, yeah. I don't know that I can really say I've seen them straight through like that, but uh, yeah, the, the later ones, like, like uh, Freddie versus Jason and stuff like it's. You definitely should revisit. Just trying to one up the last thing you saw, which yeah. isn't necessarily a bad thing. There's a place for those. I, I love that the uh, there was a 3D version of one of the movies that came out, like one of the last. Part six. Yeah, I saw that in the theater. My yes. mom took me to see that in the theater <laughs> for some odd reason. She thought it was be a fun uh, <laughs> mother son bonding experience. We saw it at the Paris Theater in 3D. I still have the goggles, man, to this day that they gave you the three <laughs> classes or whatever. So, nice. yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, definitely revisit the first few. I mean, they, I, I own the first three on, on DVD. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not smashing on your pick. I just, you know. Fair enough. Okay. That's fair. Against yeah. Doe, I mean. <laughs> well, I think he could infiltrate John, uh, John Doe's dreams and uh, oh, he probably used well he has to sleep at some point in time sleeping's not a sin he has he has no fingerprints he doesn't sleep he is, he is <laughs> I uh, think you know what Louis Skolnick could kick John Doe's ass if he really wanted because <laughs> he's a crazy crazy psychopath of course he could John Doe wasn't actually very physical. He was cerebral. No, cerebral. Everything about him. Yeah. Which is oftentimes the scarier. Oof. Yeah. And I I had a couple of uh picks I was thinking about that were sort of in the same vein as uh as John Doe, uh, at least from the cerebral sense. And I think I'm gonna go with it for my number six. Little tease though, I really wanted to take Tony Soprano just to mess with Ryan. Because I I love The Sopranos, my all-time favorite show. He knows that. He calls me Mr. HBO because of my love of HBO programming and The Sopranos in particular. But I'm going to go 
with another one from uh, 90 from 90s films. I'm going with Kaiser Sose from The Usual Suspects as my final pick. Same real life villain. You got it. Kevin <laughs> Spacey. It's amazing that uh, we didn't see this coming, that he was a bad guy. <laughs> right. He does this so well. How does he do it? How does he do yeah. it for himself? <laughs> when you think of the three movies that like come to mind immediately when you think of him, it's those two and American Beauty. Where he's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, thirsting for a teenage girl. So, like the, the 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 guy was cast there for a reason. Imitating <laughs> life. No, yeah. my, my only argument, Curtis, is I believe that Tony Soprano is more of an anti-hero than a villain. That would only be that's, more. and that is fair too. You know, that's fair too. I would say Livia was the more was more of a yeah. uh, villain than Tony. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I thought about uh, Uncle June too as uh as another choice just because he's always trying to protect the empire so to speak like he's always you know he's gonna order to have his nephew killed if it means protecting spoiler if you haven't seen the sopranos um (laughs) same with uh, the usual suspects spoiler about kaiser sose there but um yeah uncle june was another one i had considered for for one of my picks depending on who was going to be off the list and i'm glad that i woke up in time from my nap to clearly win this draft, even though you guys had already chosen it. <laughs> Man, I'm looking, I can still go pretty deep, you know. <laughs> there's, a, mm-hmm. there's a lot of villains out there. Um, oh, yeah. And, All right, let's, and, uh, let's go one more round then. Whew, one more round. One more round. Dave, just because Club of Ring was, was mentioned, I'm going to take this Rocky. One more round. Because, All right. Because Mickey loves you. Let's go. All right. You want to give uh, Curtis the honors? Yeah, you go first this time. Oh. I got about 10 more. Well, geez, now you're leaving it. I mean, do I go with my world of horror? Do I go with my world of pro wrestling? Do I go with uh, my world of Stallone movies? I don't know. Now now you you really kind of put me on the spot here. Um, And I appreciate that very much. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to combine uh, Stallone and Rocky again, because this was going to be on my list. If Clubber was off the board, I'm going to go with the Russian nightmare, the killer of Apollo Creed. If he dies, he dies. Ivan Drago in at number seven now on my list of villains. Doubling of the Rocky. Verse. Wow. wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Stallone didn't just fight bumps. You know, you could go ahead if you wanted to. Oh, he did. You could say Apollo Creed was uh, the ultimate villain. And that was because, again, Apollo knew how great he was. I'll drop him in three. I'm not worried about that. The Italian stallion versus Apollo Creed, right? Uh, but that was at the height of, like, the Cold War and it's America versus Russia. And, uh, you know, it has a nice positive ending. The, the mindless killing machine that is Ivan Drago. He uh, eventually sees the light sort of in defeat but then he carries it with him right for what another 30 years until we get to creed 2 and he unleashes his son on apollo creed's son in an excellent sequel in the rocky franchise by the way so um but he does have a moment of redemption though he 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 does a brief one brief one very brief very brief he realizes but, saving his son you know and realizes everybody's kind of not on them and it's his family against the world and I, I will say that Rocky did fight some bumps, and that was Mickey's doing before Lang 
when he he was fighting a bunch of you know glass jaw dudes to kind of up his status and that's kind of why he got mad and was like dude you can't you know hey it's clubber lang you know and he's like oh what and he had to come clean with him but yeah mm-hmm. when it came down to, to heavyweight battles the guy was going toe-to-toe with, with the greatest and yeah i mean no. why he killed apollo i mean come on that's that's right just- now i'm not trying to snake a pick here uh but my other option i had considered wasn't going to be a human villain at all i had strongly considered uh, the Great White Shark from Jaws. That was the other one that was on my list for greatest villains. And Ryan's heard me talk about this before. There's a scene in Jaws uh, where Captain Quint, it's after the first barrel, and he sees the shark up close. And there's this little moment where Quint's face is like, oh, man, a worthy adversary. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm in deep shit right now against this thing. Okay, let's see what happens. I'm going to have to re- So, again, the alpha, it's a Great White Shark, right? Um I'm going with Drago. So if you want to take my other excellent pick in Jaws, you go right ahead, Ryan, or Chris, for that matter. Well, and with with Jaws, you got to think like 70% of this world is covered with water. And that Mm. single shark probably made 25% of of our world scared to death of the water. Mm. Like to to this day, Mm. you you get to swimming in open water and you get that. It's just in your head, but it doesn't matter. And, and hey, was that a wave? Was that a fin? I don't know. Like, uh, that's uh, that's a solid pick, uh, uh, even as your backup. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd thought about Jaws myself, too. Oh, yeah. I'm a pool guy. I ain't going to lie. Right? <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not hopping up Martha's Vineyard just to, like, float around, man. I don't see any I don't see any gains in that. I'll, I'll build sandcastles. You can find me on shore. I like to go where it's temperature controlled and there's chlorine in there. I'm, I'm right. cool with that. You can, I don't even care. There's chlorine. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah, if it's beautiful enough, I'm, I went to BVI and think the water's crystal clear. Yeah, I'll go out to maybe my waist, but I'm not, I'm not swimming out there, man. Nope. Any lake, too, man, bust that, dude. When it's murky and like, oh. No. Right, and you don't know, maybe someone had a pet shark and let it go in the lake. You don't know. <laughs> I heard been. story when I was like eight. Somebody flushed it down the toilet and ate a bunch of people. Right? Right. All right, Chris. Your bonus pick. All right. I'm going to stay somewhat close to home with this one. Um, these uh, and, and this one is a little uh, off base because um, it, it, the, this villain isn't just a single person. Um, but but uh, they, they started out small. Um, you know, committing crimes, but but not really, you know, getting into villain territory uh, until they ran across our hero, and and they realized that this hero was just too much and was going to to uh, dissuade their their ways too much that they had to stop him, and he was the only thing between them and their goal. And then once he stopped them from attaining their goal, they chased him all the way to the east coast. And and tried to stop him out there as well. And I'm talking about the wet bandits. <laughs> <laughs> now these guys were despicable. You know, they're they're just robbing houses, you know, waiting for people to be gone for Christmas. And you know, that's fine, you know. But but then you see a little kid and you're like, we gotta end this kid. And yeah. you know, th- then they take it to New York City and you know, it they just took it too far. It's the wet bandits. Yeah, <laughs> They caught a glimpse of him. Like there was some PTSD where he's like, I think I saw him. I think I saw him, Harv. Like, no, man. Like, right? 
where the sticky <laughs> band is now, they're trying to put everything behind them, trying to reinvent their lives. But even just the faint possible glimpse of like an eight-year-old boy in a hat had them just twisted. Like, oh, yeah, it's gone now. What makes them my favorite villain? It's like one that I could have gone up against. Like, if, if Kevin could take these kids, yeah, okay, bring it on. Break into my house. That's fine. Okay. The tenacity, man. It's Terminator <laughs> X. Which won't right. make this, which I'm surprised that Curtis didn't go Terminator. But there's so many variations of the Terminator to really call the Terminator because then you yeah. got to get in all the good Terminator versus bad Terminator. Do you get all the Terminators? You can't really call that one, but yeah. All right. I'm going to take one because I'm shocked it's still on the board. So this is my value pick from a little show called Game of Thrones that nobody even touched upon. I thought about it. I know everybody's thinking I'm taking the little shit, but I'm not. I'm taking Mr. Ramsey Bolton as like the greatest villain of possible. <laughs> That's tough to argue. <laughs> I mean, castration, killing children, skinning people alive. Oh, and, and tossing a little rape for good measure. Like the guy is just villainy. Evil. Evil. Just yeah. Everybody, like, for as pissed as everybody was about Joffrey. It was, I think a lot of it was his acting because he was such a pompous little, like, mew, 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 put this wolf to kill him and this yeah. and that. But like the acts themselves, when you put them on paper, Ramsey Bolton was the worst, man. He oh. just, it's everything that he possibly A monster. Yeah. Monster. Yes. Nailed mm. it. Yes. I'm taking Ramsey Bolton, man. One of the worst villains of all time. Yeah, that's a good no, pick. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Couldn't let it go. Anybody else that got any free agents to sign to their teams before we uh, wrap this up? <clears throat> and I got a couple. Some kind of on your Lewis Skolnick uh, tip. I, I was thinking Jake Ryan could be pretty high up on that list as well um, from from uh, 16 Candles. Uh, you know, hey, hey, my girlfriend's asleep upstairs. I could be doing anything to her, which, you know, makes him the good guy because he's not. Right. And, but but you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna let you take her in my dad's car, and you do whatever you want to with her. Like, oh, okay. But but then this is the guy that like everybody is fawning over. Like like to this day, women still love him. It's like, really? Did you see what he did? Like, nah. Just threw her out there, man. Right? Yeah. Right. You guys have fun. Like he's even making jokes. <laughs> they go off. Like you know, do your thing. But yeah. Terrible. And, and then there was another, I, I had a hard time deciding whether this was actually a villain or just, you know, another character in a show just doing some weird stuff. And, and after, after seeing the three films that, uh, that, that he was included in, um, even though he was not necessarily the nemesis, I think that Neil Patrick Harris in the Harold and Kumar movies is definitely one of the, uh, the, the larger villains of the movies. Just, uh, it is so outside of NPH, you know, and that's what I loved about it. It's, it's like, you know, nobody knows what he is behind the scenes, but you know that that isn't him behind the scenes. Yeah. Like they took Barney to a different level and I loved that. So NPH. What were his crimes though? What were his crimes? <laughs> he was trying to just have a great time, man. <laughs> Where's the villainous acts here? He, he was a dick. That was it. He was right? just really rude to his friends. <laughs> right just steals their car so so he yeah. stole the car he um right. uh 
I, I think he was talking about roofies at some point. He tries to convince okay. the the young actresses to come into his uh, into oh, his dressing yeah. room, you know, and, and okay. oh, oh, we're just girls, you know, and let, let me give you a back massage and yeah. Okay, no. all right, all right, all right. I'm back on. I, I it's been too long, and I just remember it's like oh, he just like popped up in the back seat and was ready to party, but yeah, no, he he was a pretty shitty human. I'm gonna run down a quick. Quick list here. Cruella, yeah. Cruella DeVille. Maybe yeah. Puppy Coats. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Kills puppies. Uh, Trinity Killer, played by one, uh, you know, anybody that watched Dexter, John uh, Lithgow's always great. Yeah. Yeah. Huge death in there and bathed his son in blood, just like he was too. I'm waiting for the Harrison sequel to come out any day. Uh, Buffalo Bill, of course. More skin suiting. Right. Mm. Talking candy, whatever. That's not a bad thing. Talking now, candy. now him over Lecter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, I feel that Lecter and his connection with Agent uh, Starling was you know, legit, and it showed at least a bit of remorse, or not remorse per se, but a little bit of a connection with human life. And you know, don't worry, I won't come after you. And the way they kind of, you know. Uh, went on i would say maybe more the tv version of hannibal lecter if anybody watched hannibal because that shit was wild i was shocked that was on broadcast tv man and that was definitely more villainous but if you go with just silence of the lamb lecter i don't know i kind of and and in silence of the lamb he he didn't get really into how scary he was but then there was the follow-up to that and i don't remember what the name of it was but where he he like yeah. Like, like he capped Ray Liotta yeah. and then yeah. made him eat his yeah. own brains, and like that—that that took it to a different level. Yeah, I, I you know, <laughs> and, so, and like the whole the whole basement scene with the night vision goggles kind of freaked me out right. more than anything than putting a police officer's skin over your face. Well, that's just me. You got you got a whole thing with people getting skinned. I I do. I got a lot of people getting skinned here. And I even got a Neil Patrick Harris reference. Let's, let's tighten it all up because I was going Amy Dunn from Gone Girl. Uh, yeah. Psycho. Yeah. Psycho. Underrated. Yeah. That's and a good one. Took, uh, Neil, Neil Clean out in a very grisly and and um, the music. I mean, that was the, the whole Reznor when he was in the whole Reznor Fincher like the way they sculpted that whole scene of the when she's stabbing Patrick Harris to death, I mean, let's circle back to, you know, not only her whole way that she manipulated the 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 Ben Affleck is mentally and, and everything. I mean, yeah, he cheated on her. That's horrible. But she she took revenge to another level. Like past, like uh, you know, people always talk about like, um, oh, what was the one with the boiled bunny? Oh, uh, yeah, Fatal Attraction. Yeah, Fatal Attraction. Everybody talks about that. Like shit. Hey, Amy Dunn's <laughs> literally hold my beard that one. So I had her on there. Gotta have Nino Brown. Uh, you know, stole his stole his buddy's girl, killed him. Basically created the crack pandemic in, <laughs> in New York. It was not his brother's keeper. No, no, it wasn't. And then my last one, oh, Anton Chigurh, uh, you know, yeah, Dutch Roman. My last one again, going back to my kids around here. Uh, we read a lot of Encyclopedia Brown, so I had to throw Bugs Meanie on there as one of the greatest villains of all time. Yeah, 
It always bugs me, dude. That guy. Even his name was, you know, he's got his jester hat on and he's just torturing the people of town. So I had to put Bugs Meanie on there as a shout out to my kids. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I had a, a handful left. Um, in the Game of Thrones world, I was going to go with Cersei Lannister over Ramsey because Cersei controls everything up until the bitter end um, and does so without ever really laying a finger on anybody herself. Uh, and even going through the walk of shame, she doesn't come out of it any different or any she humble. Knows. She, she owns it and she comes out ready to kill everyone. She, <laughs> oh, you think you've embarrassed me? Just wait. So uh, I was going to go with Cersei Lannister. I had Scott Farkas on there as well from A Christmas Story. Beautiful. Um, yeah, for obvious reasons. You know, we talk about bullies. There was Scott Farkas. Um, from the world of pro wrestling, I had considered uh, what might be a controversial pick in uh, The Rock, who everyone loves. Mm. But when he was a villain, he was the adversary to uh, one Stone Cold Steve Austin for a very long time. And then I, I had a deep, uh, like I said, a deep bench when it came to the horror genre. I had considered Michael Myers. Sure. Uh, Jason Voorhees was on the list. Also, uh, Linda Hamilton from The Exorcist. Although she, that's kind of iffy for me because she's possessed. So I was going with the demon that was in Linda Hamilton. If that, if I got to qualify it, but you know. Wait, that wasn't so, was that Linda Hamilton? Or uh, not Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Term, Linda you know, like Terminator. What was that girl's name? I think it was Linda Blair. Linda, Linda Blair. Blair. Nice. Linda Blair. Linda Hamilton. You had me on the Terminator thing. T-1000 was going to be my Terminator, by the way, for what that's worth. My yeah. bad. I apologize to Linda Blair, uh, Linda Blair's fan club that are watching this right now. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So that's my that's my bench right there that I had for you. I, 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 had, I had two more on here that... Uh, one one of them is just a, a personal favorite as a villain. He's not even one of the best villains. He's just one of my favorites, and that's Mugatu. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's going to take uh, take out the prime minister of Malaysia just because right. you know, he's not going to get his clothes made. So Mugatu's <laughs> on the list, and the really rotten's from the Laugh Olympics and Wacky Races. Mm, yeah, uh, they were my cartoon yeah. pick because you know they were always trying to mess up Dick Dastardly and uh, Muttley. Lovely. Really rotten. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. Nice. Well, man, that's about 60 that we put out there for you. Right. So everybody listening, this is free content, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Curtis, thank you for waking up. I see you getting a little sleep out of your eye, man. We'll have to run this back. Make sure to just subscribe to Pain Productions on YouTube. I appreciate everybody for watching. Take care. And enjoy your Valentine's Day as we talk about villains.